Hey, welcome to the So To Speak podcast. I'm your host, John Beadle. This is episode 13, where I talk about a subject that um, was kind of uncomfortable for me, but we're going to do it. Let's go. I want to talk about the subject of the the allure of anger. The allure, allure, I can't say that word properly. The allure of anger, right? What does that mean? It seems that in the world around us right now, there's a lot of rage um, and a lot of anger for the tearing down rather than the building up and the deconstructed rather than the reconstructed. Um, a lot of frustration that surrounds our times. Even if you go on the news, it seems like everybody's playing a team sport and um, everybody's trying to win. Um, there's no there's no real sense that people are trying to seek the truth and the common good for one another. Um, just the just the the edge, right? Seeking the edge for the for the victory of themselves or the, the group that they associate with. And trying to win for your group is actually a pretty low it's a pretty low bar for what might pass as virtue, but I digress. But when it comes to this subject and the allure of anger, it is something that's always fascinating to me because I'm I've had moments in my own life that I where I've been angry, just very angry. But not in the sense that we might all that you might think, you know. I'm not I'm not by nature a person who just like runs around screaming at everybody, losing his temper. Um, I don't really lose my temper at all. Uh, I rarely go off on somebody or or uh, show hand gestures when I'm in traffic. But there have been many times, um, especially since I've been married, because now I'm I'm actually uh, in covenant with a person who. Who's with me all the time, and is always we're always having these kinds of conversations, and so she sees me at my worst and my best at the same time, <laughs> where I'll be I'll be sitting there very very just very sad and trying to talk to her about some frustration and and in my life, and at the very end I'll say something like I just realized that I have been angry for a week now very angry about this thing and I'm getting even more angry and while that might freak out some people I do think there is a time for anger there is a time to rage against certain things in the world uh, within ourselves but I think it's most but see I think it's most important that we understand uh, what the difference is Probably one of the best examples that I've seen in a long time in, in uh, modern art. Well, I would say modern art. I rejected modern art a long time ago. <laughs> but but in a movie called The Darkest, called Darkest Hour. Not The Darkest Hour, but Darkest Hour. Um, featuring, it's, well, it's starring Gary Oldman playing Winston Churchill. And it surrounds the um, the events, the, the month of, of his appointment to the Prime Minister um, role. And it talks about the situation in Dunkirk, whenever the troops were sequestered into the, the beach at Dunkirk off the coast of France, and 300,000, so 400, no, 400,000, right, of British tr- soldiers were there, and that was the, the last remaining army, 
that Britain had, and they were pushed to the edge of the sea with no ships to go rescue them at all. And what seemed to be the end of the British way of life. And the entire movie, Neville Chamberlain, the ex-prime minister who was uh, forced to step down by the, by the party of the opposition, and, um, and Halifax, Lord Halifax, who was the man who actually wanted to be prime minister, and was the man who actually the king at the time wanted to be prime minister as well, were constantly pushing Churchill to, um, into negotiations, into talks, to submit to um, a treaty with Germany and Hitler. And it, Italy ha- had indicated that they wanted to have this treaty. They were willing to mediate this treaty. And Churchill's fighting this over and over and over and over and over again. And the king himself wants Churchill to push for a treaty. So without any support on any side, there's this image of Churchill just in a dark room by himself, struggling with his own, his own uh, direction, struggling with his desire to be, to represent um, the will of the people and, and to do the, what's best for the country. And then something very interesting happens. There's a scene where the king is talking to one of his advisors. And they're talking about finally getting, sort of the victory of getting uh, Churchill to finally um, give in to peace talks. Even though Churchill's already made that famous statement, you cannot, um, that you cannot reason with a, with a tiger whenever you're in its, whenever your, your, your neck is in its mouth. I think it's something like that. And the king says to his advisor, he says, you know, what am I going to do? Rule in exile? Rule from Canada? And then he says, I feel myself oddly angry. Very angry with what is going on here. And from that moment on, there's a, there's a shift in the story. Because all of a sudden, Churchill has the support of the king and then he goes to the people and well you can go watch the movie for yourself it's an amazing amazing movie Gary Oldman deserved every award he got for that movie but I remember watching a documentary with you 2 the band and it was right after the Joshua Tree came out and somebody asked them about the anger in their music and they said well we do have anger in our music but it's not the anger to tear down, but the anger to build up. It's the anger that a person needs, that we need whenever we're pushed into the into a corner and there's nowhere else to turn and we realize we cannot, for, for once in our life, we cannot choose destruction. You know, me as a, as a married man with a, with a family and a job, I have to provide. There's... I. I need the job that I have. There are times whenever I'm unbelievably frustrated and I feel put in a corner. And I have one of two options. Either A, I could destroy it all and leave it behind and put my, myself and my family even more at risk. Or I could use that anger to build up, to take responsibility, to say, to be more disgusted with my own fear and my own reservations 
and my own self-doubts than I am with the external externalities. Because the triumph on the inside, right, leads to the triumph on the outside. The triumph of the inner man leads to the triumph of the outer man. I don't know how to pronounce his name. There was this Jewish, Jewish author who wrote this fantastic little book called The Lonely Man of Faith. It talks about two sides of human nature. Uh, it calls it the first Adam, Adam number one, and Adam number two. And Adam number one is the, is the man who wants to do everything. He wants to just accomplish all the things in life that he wants to accomplish. He has this tremendous drive, this focus, this sense of design and purpose he's giving the world. And that sort of is encapsulated in modern man, right? You have this drive to succeed, make money, to build a life in a powerful way and to be powerful. But then there's Adam too, and Adam too is the introspective man, uh, the, the man with a little sadness in his heart, the man who feels disconnected and, and, and longs for love. In this sense, it's the love of God because this book's written by a rabbi, but it's, it's this sense that you need connection, meaning. Not just purpose, but, but the, the sense of longing in the soul that cries out to God for fulfillment. That cries out for, to the, or to the divine, right? Um, for hope. It's something that yearns inside of all of our doing. So that, yeah, we should be doing things. We should be accomplishing things, absolutely. But there's, we have to acknowledge in all of our doing that there's a side of us that longs to be. That longs to be. And this is where I think anger really can, can help shape um, our understanding of the world. Anger is not going to go away. We should be angry, I'm going to argue. But we should be just angry for the right things. Angry for the right things. So, what do you think? Thanks for listening to the So To Speak podcast. Um, if you like what you hear, then share, subscribe, leave us a review. And um, I look forward to hearing your thoughts. And um, thanks for listening again.